Homage to the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. This is the Metta School Guided Meditation. Today I'll be guiding you to develop metta or loving kindness in 15 steps. Just like we go to Metta School, we go through the different grades and you can follow along by looking at the slides and as you train, you'll be able to close your eyes and do it for yourself. So get into a comfortable position. You can sit in a chair or maybe on the floor on a cushion and get yourself very comfortable and let's begin. In grade one, our first thing is upright or uju in Pali. So we ask ourselves, would we like if somebody harms us or tries to kill us? When the answer is no, then we understand we should not kill or harm any living beings. Then we ask ourselves, would we like if somebody comes and steals or takes our things without our permission? Again, the answer is no. And so we won't steal or take what hasn't been given to us from others. And then we ask, would we like if someone comes and has affairs with our parents? We don't like it because it causes a lot of mischief and unhappiness and the breakup of relationships. And so we say, if we were in that position, we wouldn't want to do those things either. And then we ask ourselves, do we like it when somebody lies to us or has false speech? We definitely don't like that. And so we understand we too, we must stop any kind of false speech or lying. Then we ask ourselves, do we like it if there is harsh speech? If somebody was shouting at us, raising their voice, saying rude words, unfortunate words. No, we wouldn't like it. And so we say, we won't do that to others as well. And then when we come to divisive speech, speech that splits people apart, we don't like it if people have divisive speech that is directed towards us, that splits us from our family or friends or people that we do things with. If we don't like it, then we say we won't do that either. We won't do that to other people. And then we have frivolous or empty, useless speech. Do we like it if people come and yammer on to us, talking about silly, unfortunate things, things that make no sense and are useless? No, we don't. So we should not do that to others. And so if there's anything that comes to your mind 
that something that you've done in the past or that's happened recently that falls into one of these categories and you regret it that you understand that these are not good things to cultivate that they're difficult when it comes to being able to develop metta to other people then you regret and you understand these are the things that mustn't be done again because they're harmful or have ill will towards others and they're not helpful to developing this metta quality. So spend a few moments just recalling in your mind if there's anything else you want to clean up. The more you clean up, the better it is as we develop this metta. Now that we've graduated from grade 1, we're now in grade 2, which is thoroughly upright, or suju. And so we know that we want to protect the virtue that we cultivated in grade 1. And so we need to make a strong intention to protect that, and a strong intention not to do any of those uh, harmful things with our physical conduct and our verbal conduct. So we say, we make a strong intention not to kill or harm living beings. We make a strong intention not to steal or take what hasn't been given to us. We make a strong intention not to have sexual misconduct. We make a strong intention not to lie, not to have false speech. We make a strong intention not to have harsh speech. We make a strong intention not to have divisive speech. We make a strong intention not to have empty speech. Now that we've graduated from grade two, we come to grade three, which is easy to instruct or suvacho. We know that we must be willing to listen to the Buddha's words, willing to receive feedback, willing to be given instructions and being able to bend, be open and receptive. And so knowing this, we know in Metta School that we need to cover four things, to check on four things and make sure that we don't have them, that we're not breeding this. So the first one is derogation or makka. We know that we're not allowed or not meant to demean or belittle people, not meant to lower them, not take away their good qualities. And so 
we think, think about any examples that come to our mind where we've done that to anybody, that we've made them feel small, we've taken away their good qualities. And if we've got any examples like that, we need to see that we wouldn't like if someone did that to us, that if they belittled us, derogated us, made us feel small, even our good qualities, they've taken them away. And so you make a determination not to do those things again, that you think people won't like us if we have that kind of behavior. It's not very nice. They wouldn't like us. They wouldn't be around us. And so it's not something that we want to cultivate and behave like. Because if we do so, we're not able to graduate from grade three and cultivate metta. Then we have disparaging or divisiveness. This is when we split people. We bully them or separate them, exclude them. We might have a grudge against them and that's why we do those things. And so we don't like it when other people do that to us. So we make a very strong intention not to do that again. Particularly in this meditation. There are any examples of that kind of behavior. You bring them up to your mind and you look at it and you say, this is not good. It's very unkind to others. And so if we want to cultivate metta, we need to clean that up. And then we come to envy or jealousy. And this is where we might think, he or she can, I can't. He or she has, I don't. And so we're not happy when other people have good things or they're successful. It can be very small or it can be a big thing. But this is where our mind gets smaller and it's not a very nice quality because if you think if someone is jealous of you, it doesn't feel very good. And you don't want to be around a person that's always jealous of you. So you turn that around and you ask, well, other people wouldn't like that in me. And so if there are any examples where you've done that in the past, or you still have that feeling, you understand it's not, not good. And so you clean that up. You make a choice. I don't need to cultivate that kind of mental stain. And then lastly, we look at stinginess. That if there's any time that we don't want to share with others what we have, what we know, maybe we have certain biases towards pe people and groups, we understand that when people are like that towards us, that they don't want to share share their things, share their knowledge. They're very clicky around their groups. We don't like it. We don't like to be excluded. And this is particularly important for loving kindness, for metta, that we can't cultivate boundless metta if we are stingy or selfish.
And so if we don't like it, then we need to see that we shouldn't have that quality in ourselves. That if there are any examples, we see them, and we make a strong intention not to do that again. And if we can do so, if we can abandon these four things, then we can graduate from grade three. And we now come to grade four, and this is about gentleness and being open and receptive, not harsh, not rigid, not inflexible. We're willing to bend. But particularly in this step, Buddha is correcting again more of our physical and verbal behavior. So this comes to politeness, where we need to make sure our physical conduct is polite, our verbal conduct is polite or courteous. And so we think about whether we behave in a modest manner with our physical behavior, whether we are also not pushy and we also don't make rude gestures or uh, jerky movements with our hands and our bodies, things like that. Think about things that are impolite or not courteous. And if you find them that it doesn't lend itself to metta, then you clean it. You, you understand these are the things that one shouldn't do. Because then if we do that, then we're gentle. And same with our verbal behavior, that we don't raise our voice and shout. We don't interrupt people. We give them time to speak. And we don't make any rude sounds or disagreeable noises. If we can clean that up, then we are gentle. And this is very helpful towards metta. Now we come to grade five after graduating grade four. And this is about being not arrogant, not thinking I am better than other people. So this is a big form of conceit where we constantly in our minds, we raise ourselves. And most of the time when we have this kind of mental stain, we're lowering others that we always think of others as less than us. And there's a great sense of me within this mental stain. And because of it, we think that we know best. We can do what we like. We can control our conditions and indulge in certain things. So it's a way of looking down our noses even looking down our nose at Buddha's teaching. So you can see it's not very helpful to metta, loving kindness. So we ask ourselves, are there any examples where we're like that? Where even people look at us and they think, oh, this person is conceited, arrogant. They think that they're the best. They're always talking about themselves or competing, always wanting to win and be the best, always thinking that their view is the best. Now, if you see that in 
other people, you don't always like it. You don't always like to be around people who are arrogant and conceited. They're always boastful and puffed up. And you see, if you don't like being around people who are arrogant and conceited, that you don't like being around them because they don't listen to you, they don't treat you nice, they don't include you in ideas, they're always saying things to you about how much they're better or behaving in that way, then you turn it around and you realize if I have any of these qualities that make me arrogant and conceited, that in a small way I might think I'm better than other people, then you realize it's not nice, that people wouldn't like it in us, that even you see the danger of having this quality, that you won't follow Buddha's instructions. You'll lean towards unwholesome behavior and all the things we cultivated in the first few grades might start to fall away. And so you want to make sure that you abandon arrogance, that you don't want it to lead to bad habits, loss of virtue, Akusala, you see the danger. And so we can make a strong intention to be more humble, more gentle, less conceited, not arrogant. And if we do so, we can pass grade five. Now we reach grade six and we remember this is a very important grade. It's like our first set of exams and we remember the tortoise. When it, the tortoise sees danger, it retracts its head and its limbs so it doesn't get eaten by the fox or the wolf. And so with this step, we need all the things that we gathered from grade one to grade five to help us with this step. Because this step understands that there is danger if we indulge and allow the excessive wanting through our ear, our eye, our nose, our tongue, our body, and therefore our mind. That if we have wrong view, that we think it's okay and we don't see the danger, remember what Buddha says. Buddha says we can start burning through our sense faculties. That it leads to more wanting. The more we indulge with our eye on the TV, on the internet, in the video game, into the books, we start to want more because it starts to entice us more. It's never enough. Same with the ear. If we keep wanting to listen to pleasant sounds and music and other things, more than what's needed, it leads to more wanting. And the same with our nose. If we always misuse it towards pleasant smells and aromas, our preferences, 
then we can get very agitated when we don't get what we want. And the more that we indulge it, the more that we want. And same with our tongue. That if we have excessive wanting to want to taste things, it kept, keeps going more. That the more we taste, the more refined it gets, the more we want. And it's never enough that we get indulged all the time. And same with the body. If we're always looking for pleasant sensations, it's not too hot, not too cold. That if we want pleasant touch on our bodies and we overindulge that, then it develops bad habits and we'll always want more. And what is the formula that Buddha says? It's very important to remember. Buddha says that when we don't restrain our sense faculties through ear, eyes, nose, tongue, body, and then also the mind, because the mind takes from the other sense faculties, then Buddha says it leads to sadness. Sadness because we don't get what we want at times, or we get it temporarily and it comes to an end, and then we have to work hard to get it again. And the more that this happens, this sadness becomes very intense, almost like desperation, where we can't be without it. We say, I want it, I want it now, I'll do anything for it. Or we force the people around us to get it for us. And every time we don't get it, we get depressed, intensely unhappy. So we don't want to become imprisoned by our sense faculties, dictated by our ear, eyes, nose, tongue, body and mind. We want to train just what we need, just enough, not too much, not so that it gets unhealthy, that we're driven to always use our senses. Because if we have this excessiveness, it's very difficult to cultivate metta because we're in danger. And so we make a strong intention to try and understand what Buddha means. To try and not indulge, not activate our sense faculties. Because this step is about controlling our sense faculties to calm them down, to not fuel them, not fuel them with things that we see, things that we look at, things that we hear, things that we smell, things that we taste, things that we touch, and then spin them in our minds. We're letting go of that. And we're calming all our senses down so we can cultivate metta have a healthy mind and start to concentrate it in the wholesome way. And so now we come to grade seven which is prudent or wise. So if we have controlled our sense faculties, we are now 
in a position to have wisdom. That we understand that it's okay to be thinking this is enough rather than fueling our sense faculties, allowing the mind to go peaceful. Because when we control our sense faculties, that means our bodily action, our verbal action, and our mental action can become more peaceful because we've let go of excessive wanting. And so the wisdom that we acquire for grade seven is that we understand there are risks, that we don't want to fuel or activate our sense faculties because it leads to unhappiness and it leads to more unwholesome activity and we lose our virtue. So we don't take delight in that. We don't verbalize that and we don't remain holding for that. Instead, we understand that we are free of dukkha, of self-suffering, when we are wise. This means we have some right view, what Buddha calls right view. And we have some skilled states with our physical actions and our verbal actions that we've developed so far. So we've passed those exams at grade six. So we can start to spread some metta, some loving kindness to people from this wise place. That we can wish people well, for them to also be safe, free from danger, and for them to be free from suffering. Because we can make wise choices, skillful decisions. We know the difference between kusala wholesome and our kusala unwholesome. And where the safety is. And if we graduate from grade 7, we now come to grade 8. Courteous or polite. So we remember that we've already looked at our physical politeness and our verbal politeness. So we have a tick there for both of those things. So what's left? It's our mental purity. So we ask, do we tell people off in our minds? Call them names in our minds. And do we still indulge in things that are sensual that want to activate our sense faculties. If we do so, we want to abandon that. And we think we wouldn't like it if people were telling us off in, our, in their minds or calling us names in our minds, in their minds. So if that's the case, we turn it around and we understand we don't want to wish harm to other people, even in our minds. So we refrain from that. And if we can do so, then we can cultivate more towards this metta path, this metta school. And we graduate grade 8. When we graduate grade 8, we come to grade 9. Not yearning to be with families or groups. So this one's simple. 
we want to remove all the blocks that we might have any preferences or biases towards any groups. So anything that we like, therefore there might be things that we don't like. We remove those boundaries or barriers. So me and my school, me and my family, me and my country, me and my favorite sports team, me and my BFFs, me and all the people I like versus all the people I don't like. We remove all those barriers. We let them go because if we want to develop unlimited, unbounded metta, loving kindness, we need to remove them. So we think all these beings are our brothers in old age, sickness and death. All these beings are our brothers and sisters in old age, sickness and death. No one is free of that. That's where we're all the same. So that's a quick way of removing any barriers. That they face the same predicament that we do. No one is free of that. We are not free of that. They are not free of that. And our brothers and sisters come in all shapes and sizes. And so we can wish them well, all of them, if we remove these boundaries or barriers. And if we can do so, we graduate grade 9. When we graduate grade 9, we come to grade 10. And this is a really good step because that means we can really spend some time sharing this loving kindness, developing this loving kindness or metta with all living beings because we understand we have right view and we have some skilled states. And so we can wish all living beings to be free from suffering, that in gladness and safety may all beings be happy, free from danger. We wish from our happy minds that we've got to this level of concentration, this level of peace, that with our happy minds that we can beam out to the world this happiness and we can wish everyone, may you be free from suffering, may you be happy, may you be safe. And so we wish that we spread it to the whole world like beaming it out like rays of light or lots of radio frequencies that everyone else in the world who is spreading this metta, we're all on that same radio frequency. We're wishing it to all living beings who are weak, all living beings who are strong, all living beings whether they're long or large, middle-sized, short, small, great, all the living beings that we can see and also all the living beings that we can't see, all the living beings that are within our vicinity living near us and all the living beings that are living far away, all the living beings that are already in existence and all the living beings that are still seeking existence. And we remember Buddha's example that it's like a mother 
and her only child that this kind of wholesome mother has good physical conduct towards her child, very upright, very purified. This mother has good verbal conduct towards her only child, very purified. And even her mental conduct towards her only child is very pure. And so with that example, we take that same kind of example and that's the kind of loving kindness with a purified physical, verbal and mental conduct. We can share that with all living beings. May all living beings be well. May all living beings be safe and free from danger. May all living beings be free from suffering. We leave nobody out. And we continue to amplify that, make that greater, make that intention greater. Keep going. Keep going until you feel like there's no separation between you and anybody else. We are all the same in our predicament. That we come into this world for a period of time, but we all get old. We all get sick at times. And then eventually we will all pass away. And so when we know that, there is no separation from any of us, no distinction. We can easily share the loving kindness with all beings who face this predicament. We spread all this goodness towards others. So when we graduate grade 10, we come to grade 11 and then grade 12. And both are a little similar because we still may have even the smallest amount of anger or ill will, maybe some kind of resentment that's still in our minds. And Buddha is asking us to just check, are we still holding any grudges? Are we still having even the little bit of perception of anger or ill will towards anyone? Any kind of little thing, even the smallest thing. Buddha is saying, purify that. Let that one go. Whether it's towards our relatives, our friends, people that bully us, our teachers, anyone that comes to our mind. We remember that we don't like this in other people if we were to find out that they have this towards us. So we turn it around and we say, we no longer want to have that towards anyone else. And we remember, these are all our brothers and sisters in the same predicament. It's easier to let it go when they face the same suffering, the same uncertainty. That we have this common 
dukkha. So we have kindness towards them instead. And so Buddha asks us to have an intention to purify this because it strengthens our loving kindness. We no longer have any form, even the smallest kind of aversion to any of our brothers and sisters in this predicament. And when you remove that at grade 11 and grade 12, you know that your metta becomes more complete, more purified, and this is a good thing. When we graduate grade 11 and 12, we come to grade 13, virtuous, silava. So here we recall all our virtue that we've developed so far, and it's a lot. We've developed nine skilled states, nine kusala, wholesome states, good states of mind. And it begins with right view now. Because Buddha's been correcting our right view all along with this meditation. And out of right view, we don't kill, we don't steal, we don't have sexual misconduct, we don't have lying, we don't have harsh speech, we don't have divisive speech, we don't have frivolous or empty speech, and we also don't have any anger or ill will. And... Also, we don't endorse any of those things in other people or all around us. And so in this grade, we say to ourselves, this is very important for metta, because even the metta that we've spread, we understand it came from virtue and it came from wisdom. And so we make a strong intention, a strong determination to protect and guard this virtue that we've developed in the meditation. That we want to maintain it so we can cultivate metta and that we want to grow higher virtue. And the mind is happy. The mind is very happy that we have this skilled states. This is a very good thing. So we allow the mind to stay in this happy state. Allow it to concentrate. Allow it to continue to spread loving kindness to all beings from this happy and wise place. May all beings be well. May all beings be safe and free from suffering. When we graduate grade 13, we now come to grade 14. And this is around the only thing that's really left that Buddha's wanting us to clean up, to purify. And that's the abhijja, the coveting, the excessive wanting. That if we give up this greed for sensual things, if you remember the things that we subdued with our ear, eyes, nose, tongue, body, and of course our mind, that if we take this extra step, that from right view, we saw in this meditation that there's danger in excessive wanting, 
it leads to intense unhappiness, bad outcome, and we find it difficult to spread metta. So we didn't do that. But if we understand that we develop this skilled state by abandoning any kind of wanting, that we acknowledge the peaceful mind that comes from not wanting, giving up the coveting, giving up the greed through our ear, eyes, nose, tongue and our body, that if we don't want to create another eye, ear, nose, tongue, then we won't want to create another body to experience all those things. We give up the greed for that. There will be no more burning in our minds, no more spinning in our minds, no more desperation in our minds. Then we understand that it's a more peaceful state. Buddha calls this noble living. That if we can give this up, then life can become a lot easier. That we're content with whatever conditions we have. That our wanting is more healthy. And so in this state, in this grade, you understand from wisdom that you give up this greed for sensual pleasures, you can actually wish everyone well, that you understand there's no more old age sickness and death if you give up this greed, this coveting. And then we have 10 skilled states. We have purified physical action, purified verbal action, and purified mental action is complete. And so we come to grade 15, not coming back to a womb. Nahijatu gabbaseyang punareti in Pali. So when we graduated grade 14, giving up the desire, giving up the greed for the ear, eyes, nose, tongue, and therefore body and mind, if we don't create another eye, ear, nose, tongue, body and mind, there's no suffering. We have right view. Always remember, if you are overindulging with the eye, that means you can't create an eye in isolation. You have to create the whole body. Same with the ear, same with the nose, same with the tongue. If you want to create one faculty, then it creates the body. And so we can use our wisdom to choose wisely in the meditation that we want to be free from the danger of being reborn into the lower realms, that we want to go go to a good destination or to complete the Buddha's path. So we can choose wisely not to come back to a mother's womb with this wisdom, with the purity of our virtue. It's only from purity, the not killing, not stealing, not lying, all the abandoning of wrong speech, having no ill will, having this right view and abandoning the greed, that we can make the wiser choice. And with that wiser choice, we give up the yearning to come back to a womb, 
come back to any group or family. It's very powerful. When we see this truth, when we spread and develop the metta, the loving kindness to all living beings in the world from this wisdom, it's very powerful. We truly wish them safety from samsara, from being bound to rebirth, endless rebirths that the Buddha says we don't even know where the beginning was. That we wish them safety from all the lower realms to come back to old age, to come back to sickness and to come back to death. That when you are free of that, then you no longer come back to watching all your loved ones grow old, get sick and pass away. You want to wish them well. You want to wish them safety. You want to wish them the wisdom of the Buddha's path, this precious wisdom that Buddha is teaching us. So when you have that, you, you send all the loving kindness through the radio frequencies, through the light that everyone else who is spreading this kind of metta, you're with them too. And you can amplify the good wishes, the goodness, truly the goodness that you have cultivated in this meditation. Because there is purity. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings be happy. May all beings find this Buddha's path. And you amplify the meditation. And you keep meditating in this way. For as long as you can, keep sending that out to all living beings, wishing them well, wishing them to be free from suffering, wishing them to be happy and safe. So we can end our meditation here. Let's share the blessings of our practice. Let's share the merit with all sentient beings. May all beings be well. In gladness and safety, may all beings be happy. May all beings be free from suffering. Blessings of the Triple Gem to all of you. Wishing you all well. Teruan Saranai.